Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a podcast about all things geek. Today, in the spirit of the season, we're sharing some of our favorite Christmas episodes from TV. We'd love it if you give us a like and leave us a review. And don't forget to check out some of our past episodes on YouTube and LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Thanks for listening. Ho, 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 it's Christmas time. So we thought it'd be fun if we talked about our favorite Christmas episodes or specials from TV. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So this is not to be confused with one of our recent episodes where we did Hallmark movies. Uh, there's no Hallmark movies on this list, at least not for me. Clifton, do you have any on yours? Uh, I do not, somehow. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tommy, why don't you start us off with your first one? My first one. I'm going to just go out and say The Simpsons. It was the first episode that started everything. Yep. Episode one, season one, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. It was the very first episode that would give us what we know to be as a Simpson. It's memorable on so many different um, levels. Um, I'm sure everyone here has seen it, correct? Oh, yeah. This is one the racetrack and Santa's Little Helper? Yeah, it's yep. when we get Santa's Little Helper based upon, um, well, it's the first, it's, it's the first viewing of The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the first it's the episode, pilot. the first 30 yeah. minute episode after ah. they were on Tracy Allman's show. Yeah. Got you. Where we introduced to Sam's little helper, at least how he comes to the household and what the Simpsons family is, what we know it to be. This is the first time I ever heard Jingle Bell's Batman Smells. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Where was it in all your first grade years? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was my first grade year. <laughs> was oh, it? Okay. okay. Yeah. That makes okay. sense then. Yeah. That makes sense. Thanks. I feel like 900 now. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing commercials for it and my cousin and I being like, what is that? That looks awesome. We can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah, I had seen, I had seen like the shorts before, um, before Tracy Allman. They used to have, um, what was it? Uh, Spike and Mike's back down in Georgetown near DC. They had um, the animation festival there and they ran a lot of Simpsons shorts before Simpsons became the yeah, Simpsons. Yeah, Spike and Mike Twisted Animation Festival. Yep. I went to a bunch of those and that was where I saw like Beavis and Butthead for the first time. And then, like I said, the Simpsons. And yeah, I remember this episode too. This was a big deal. The fact that they were basically breaking out from Tracy Ullman and getting their own thing. And mm. it's hard It's hard to imagine that we're like, what, how many years now? 30. Since, 300. Yeah, <laughs> since, since that one. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It was crazy. It's, they took half her staff with them too. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. A lot of the voice cast was her, her mm-hmm. cast of characters. Yeah. A lot of live action guys on that show or in gals too. So, but yeah, the plot is what they, they, Homer loses all their money for Christmas presents. Is that what it is? No, the plot is this. Um, of course, you introduced to the machinations of Mr. Bart Simpson, how badass he is in, in a um, Christmas um, school pageant. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Bart gets a tattoo. As a result of oh, it, that's what right. I remember. Marge uses the Christmas money to take off his tattoo. <laughs> now, what Marge doesn't know is Mr. Burns doesn't give his company or the, the power plant any Christmas bonuses this year. Uh, so as a result of it, uh, Homer does what he can to try and get the money by um, working as a Santa, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then when it comes down to it, Bart mistakenly finds out that he works as a Santa and they... Um, and then Barney gives him the idea to take the money to the track. That's right. In order to um, bet it on dogs. As right, a result right, of it, right. they get Santa's little helper. Got it. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Now I remember. Yeah, that's right. Because Mr. Because <laughs> Mr. Burns doesn't get bonuses. He wants to give him a a, a year's a year's uh, membership in the Jam and Jelly. No, that's that's Christmas vacation. <laughs> that's I'm Christmas sorry. vacation. Yeah, okay, yeah sorry. That's, yeah, that's which I was sorry. watching last night. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one too. But it's not yeah. what we're talking about. No, it's it's been it's been years since I've seen this one. But yeah, the tattoo was what I remember when his mom when he's like he's like mom's gonna love it. He's gonna yeah. get mom tattooed on his arm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was also the first time I saw that. Like, I'm like, you can get tattoos removed. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Not well, but yeah, yeah no. you can. <laughs> yeah, in '89. Oh, that sounds painful. Oh yeah. yes, that's that's yeah, that's like skin graft department. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah it's that's a good. A, that's it's a great choice. Yeah, it's a good one to kick us off with. Did you go with this one just because it was the first, or or is this actually your favorite of the Simpsons Christmas episodes? I'm not in a deep conversation with several other people. It's just so wait a minute. I forgot about that. And then yeah. it all, all came to life. <laughs> no, that was my first choice. Because it, it was, was the first it was like the first and only one for a while, for a couple of seasons. And then and then and now there's a bunch of them. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I remember I remember that that was the only one for a long time. Yeah. We don't get another one for like at least seven, six or seven seasons before they revisit Christmas as a whole. Yeah. Some good ones, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely good with all. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll remind you. But yeah, <laughs> it's it definitely a good one. I, at least I thought it was. Cool. All right, Clifton, you want to go next? Uh, sure. What I'm thinking of is the real Ghostbusters episode. Xmas marks the spot. Okay. Oh yeah. Because several of mine are animated this time. I, I used to love all the the cartoon animated. They would do them sometimes, like run them when they would normally run them, but you often got them as primetime Christmas specials back in the 80s and early 90s. Sometimes they would run them together like in a slate of, like you said, like programming for the night, you would get like the chipmunks and yeah. <laughs> like all that stuff strung together on like for one night, which is really cool. Yep. With the little spinning special logo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I lived for that stuff, man. I <laughs> loved too. that stuff when they were on at primetime. Yep. Me too. But this one, I think, just ran normally in the real Ghostbusters run, real Ghostbusters being the the cartoon that was tied into the movie Ghostbusters and not the filmation other Ghostbusters with the gorilla and all that. But Xmas Marks the Spot was, um, it was their take on A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. They're in upstate New York and go through some sort of magical portal back to Victorian London on the night of of. Scrooge being haunted by the ghosts and they don't know what's going on. They just know they're ghosts and they end up busting all of the Christmas ghosts <laughs> right. before they can teach right. uh, Scrooge the the lesson and the, the evils of his ways. And then they unknowingly go back through the portal to the future and, and just load them in the, in the containment unit and realize that nobody in the future celebrates Christmas anymore. Because, <laughs> because they ended up killing the, the spirits or, or they ended up busting the spirits of Christmas. And now instead of a Christmas carol, uh, Scrooge wrote a book, Christmas Humbug or something, if I remember what it's called, and made everybody hate Christmas. <laughs> it really is like a brilliant idea. Like, it is. Yeah. Like hearing it again. Like it's, it's very clever in the context of the show. And like nobody in the 80s, in 80s cartoons, like no concept was too high. Like, <laughs> right. like, nothing was too complicated for them to try to make into a 30 minute episode. Do you know who wrote it, Clifton? I do know who wrote it. It was actually written by uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Ah, there you go. I think <laughs> he, he is the writer on it. He was story editor for the whole series, mm. but that is one that he scripted himself. Well, there you go. Yeah. 
which I think other people might know from his work later on Babylon five and then mm-hmm. lots of, of comic book work over the years too. Yeah. yeah. Wrote a lot of stuff, rising stars and they wrote amazing Spider-Man for a while. Mm-hmm. Did a lot. Done a lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, in that one uh, ended up Peter Venkman also hated Christmas at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And, and at one point before they can get the ghosts out of the containment unit, they have to go back in time again and they try to pretend to be the ghosts. <laughs> so it's like Peter pretending to be the ghost of Christmas past and, and Winston pretending to be the ghost of Christmas present. And I guess Egon pretending to be the ghost of Christmas future. But in that, of course, you know, Peter learns to love Christmas along the way. And we find out that that's, that's why this whole thing happened was they were trying to teach Peter to love Christmas. Ah, but it is a fun episode. And that sounds like, great. I love yeah. any take on Christmas Carol and like, there's so many takes, but I love that they came up with something Ghostbusters specific. Yeah. That works like, of course, like they're ghosts. They can bust them. Yeah. <laughs> it's through their filter, which I like too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, You'll see that a lot that, you know, Christmas Carol is, is commonly, you know, spoofed or, or homaged for these sort of stories. But I like that it's it's like it, it's it's the story literally and also but not at all. Right. At the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's a really good one. Another one I hadn't seen in a long time. Where did you did you stream this one recently? Yes, but it's harder to track down. It's not you can buy these episodes on like I think Amazon. You can buy episodes you can occasionally find this one up somewhere to stream. Someone will put it up, but it's a little harder to find out of some of the ones. Okay. Yeah. It's a good one. Really good one. Yeah. I may have to watch this one this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. <laughs> you just reminded me. I forgot all about it. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's to check a fun this one. one. And also like the animation was nice on the show and like this one has lots of snowstorms. It looked great. Yeah. I remember kind of like effects lighting in this. Oh yeah. Am yeah. I wrong? Yeah, I think it was done by a Japanese studio at the time, and like they put a lot of work and effort into it. Okay, yeah, I remember the one time I did see it, or the couple times I did see it. I do re- like like the lighting in it struck like like not 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 like the color scripting thing that I bring up all the time. Like actually, like like effects lighting, like right. when you're watching like Transformers the movie or Pride of the X Men. You know, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, am yeah. I misremembering that, or was that part of it? No, that is. It's like it's okay. like the old optical lighting effects they used to do on animation. So everything's got kind of like a glow to it. Right. Yeah. Like it's a, a nice effect you don't see so much yeah. anymore. No, unfortunately, it's awesome. I miss that. All right. Frank, what's your first one? All right. So my first one's around the same time as Clifton's. It's from 1985. It's an episode of Moonlighting. Okay. It's called okay. Ha ha ha. So it's for those for those we, we were trying to guess Frank's before we were right. rolling, and then of yes. course is the one show that, that none of us said from his repertoire. Yes, everyone thought they had me pinned in and pigeonholed in, and I'm like, nope, you don't. It's moonlighting. It's uh, was the episode before Christmas. The funny part is, I saw that. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking you. I was like, nah. Okay, yes. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you should have you zeroed in on that one. Come on. I should have. I should have. Yeah, that's a layup. That's it. He's yeah. a finger roll right in. <laughs> then go for so, the dunk. You're right. No, you didn't. So you got cute. Anyhow, so the episode <laughs> basically is Mr. Pesto is, it's like, I think it's near Christmas or it's Christmas Eve. Mr. Pesto is going through her apartment. She comes to get her laundry. She comes back and there's a baby in her doorway. And it's one of those, it's basically the, the take on the idea of like Jesus' birth done through this episode. Mm-hmm. But what you find out is that, that her, the, the baby's parents are, are in the witness pro- protection um, program. Her, the, the, the guy's name is Joseph. The woman's name is Mary. Um, 
And basically it follows along. Like at one point, David realizes like, we're in an allegory. <laughs> the, the, when the when the justice part the, the joseph gets murdered at the beginning so they have to figure out who owns the, who the baby is where the mother is and why it all happened and like they find out through the the, the course of the episode that, it, that, that he was in the witness protection program and that um like the three guys that come from the justice department are all last named king so you have your three kings <laughs> um mary smokes camels <laughs> so there's all these little like little references to the, the birth of jesus in it which is pretty funny um but yeah, it's basically that he's, you know, he, he was testifying against this racketeer or this racketeering group that's run by, um, oh, by Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer is the heavy in the episode. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> it's this whole thing. And then the best part about it is like, like I said, David realizes he's in, he's in allegory for the story. Also, at one point, um, he's, wanting, he's running a 1-900 Santa Claus line out of the office to make extra money for Christmas, <laughs> which is a great bit. And then the very last thing is that when they finally start to put all the elements together for Christmas, David's the only one that seems to recognize all this stuff. He says, the only problem is we don't have any snow. And then it starts to snow on, on the set. And then they break the fourth wall in, in one of the biggest ways they've ever done it. And they pan out to like the entire studio and everyone's singing, oh, come all you faithful. It's a great mm-hmm. Christmas episode. One of my favorites. Awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not like, oh, come all you faithful. The first Noel. My bad. My bad. Okay. And it's written by the... Uh, Who's written by? It is written by Glenn Gordon Karen, who wrote like who basically created the series and wrote a bunch of the episodes too. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. I watched a lot of Moonlighting, but I don't remember that one. No, I remember that one. I remember I was specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good yeah, one. I, I mean, it's a fun one. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's like it's a good Christmas episode, but it's also a really good Moonlighting episode. Like they don't they don't just throw away all the stuff that you love about you know Moonlighting and Maddie and Dave bantering and all that stuff just to do a Christmas episode. It's very much an episode of Moonlighting that happens to take place at Christmas. Right. Okay. Like something so. else that Bruce Willis would do later. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> for those of you who didn't know that Bruce Willis didn't just make movies, he was actually on a television series for a while. Right. So, yeah, that's, this is his other thing that he's known for before he made a bunch of big, big blockbuster movies and one of the best Christmas movies of all time. So, yeah. And wine cooler commercials. So, yeah. That's right. Sweat <laughs> is yes. dry. Yeah, if I yes. remember that. Yes. He plays a, he plays a mean harmonica while, while, yeah. while, yeah. Hawking, wine, while hawking wine coolers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Nice. Yes. Is Moonlighting available to, to stream anywhere? Do you know? I believe it is available. Like episodes I know are on YouTube. Um, I don't know if it's anywhere. Okay. ABC owned it. So I don't know if they have it on any of their, like, I don't know if ABC or uh, would be Disney. So I don't think it's on uh, like Disney Plus or anything like that. Right. So we'd have to look for it. <laughs> it ran on A&E for a long time, syndicated, but that was years ago. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. All right, so my first one, I am going to do Twas the Fight Before Christmas, which was the Powerpuff Girls Christmas special, the original wow, okay. version, not not the remake that came out a couple of years ago, the relaunch. Um, I love this one. So this one, this one was, is like an hour long, and it basically is about Princess Morbucks wants to be a Powerpuff Girl, and that's the, that's the gift she wants Santa to give her. Mm-hmm. For Christmas that year, and the Powerpuff Girls at daycare are basically like, like you're, you're, you're horrible, you know, Princess Morbucks. Like you're on Santa's naughty list. You're gonna get a lump of coal. Like she, you know, and then she's like, mm-hmm. what? Naughty list, and she has like no idea about it. And then so it's really like a Princess Morbucks episode. Like it's, it's kind of cool. So she like infiltrates Santa's workshop and switches the list. So she's, she's uh the only one on the good list and everybody else is on the <laughs> naughty list. And so when, when like bubbles wakes up for Christmas morning, she has a lump of coal and her mm. sisters have a lump of coal 
and she's like using her x-ray vision to check like all the other kids houses in the neighborhood and they all have lump- lumps of coal and so it's it's just a fun episode with like a really awesome like chase sequence because if uh more is the only one that is the good that's on the good list she gets her powers and becomes a powerpuff girl so it's it's actually like really really well done you know dare i say it's kind of like like in in a loose funny way like those old batman the animated series episodes where the villain was the center centerpiece and the heroes mm-hmm. were kind of like right the supporting characters it's kind of like that to me it's i think i've seen that one i like that one if i remember correctly i like that one a lot but it's also i'm i, I might be confusing it with a different princess morbucks episode okay yeah very possible no it's um you know, there's a fun bit with Santa at the end and everything like that. I don't want to spoil too much about it, but, you know, I, I, I did say a lot of it already. Right. But, <laughs> OK, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a wonderful one. So and like I said, this is a special. So it's not like it's on Hulu to watch, but uh, it's like in its own category. Like it's not going to it's not going to be in like the season one, two or three. It's mm. like it's like the one episode that's like other. OK, on there. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah, Powerpuff Girls and their grade is great. How could you be, yeah. you know, nothing wrong with that. All right, so we are going back around. So this will be our second one. So who started? Tommy, you started. Okay. Um, <laughs> my next choice is a bit dark for Christmas, but I find it amusing. <laughs> it's from American Dad, season six, episode eight, For Whom the Sleigh Bell Tolls. It's not their first Christmas episode, but it's the most memorable to me because it starts off real slow as um, American Dad does. <laughs> in which um, Stan wants to get his son a gun. Okay. And then Francine, his wife, is objective towards it. So, of course, he does it without regards of her objection and then takes him out to shoot it. And, of course, who does he shoot by mistake? <laughs> but Santa. <laughs> so, as a result of him shooting Santa by mistake, it takes a wild turn for Christmas. I'll go on the tradition of um, Zach and not spoil all of it, but it's quite it's it's it it gets very dark for a Christmas episode as well as American Dad episode. Is that the, Tommy? Is that the one that ends up with them at the cabin? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. It's a yes. good one. It's a really it's a, good one. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Then, and then it's a rare case in American Dad in which they have most of when when you see American Dad there's usually two or three different plot lines going together right. and they have no convergence. Right. But this one converges at the end in order to benefit the family but it's right. so well done yeah no it's one of the things where it's, it's also rare that where they're all together in the in like it's very rare that they have all the all the main like the main the the smith family all together as well as like jeff's in the episode too right mm-hmm. jeff's in the episode rogers even the episode he starts all away from it but again they bring him into it as well yeah the way jeff is in fact jeff is purposely left out because <laughs> he wants to be a part of it but stan keeps pushing him away and in the end it's for the good of what uh jeff does yeah, it's it's good. I like the I like their version of Santa Claus a whole lot. The guy, um, it's voiced by Matt McKenna. I guess he's a regular on American Dad, but the, yes. like their take, his take on Santa and the way he's voiced and the way they have like it's basically like they have this like almost Mexican standoff in um in in this cabin, right? Isn't that what it happens? No, yeah, well, it all converges in the cabin because what happens is Stan and Steve, his son, tried to hide the body. <laughs> they killed Santa. <laughs> But of course, the the elves uh, resuscitate Santa, bring him back. So he found he uh, vows vengeance on the Smiths, and it all converges in the in the cabin in the north, in which the the elves 
come there trying to kill the Smiths, shooting them or doing whatever they can. And then they use different methods to kill the elves, which is very graphic and gory by nature. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a traditional like, oh, say, like, no. like Christmas bit. It's very much a, you know, a very much a vengeful Santa <laughs> sicking his, I mean, he's almost like Patton in parts of it, right? Oh, yeah, it's kind of like, he's like plotting what they're going to do and how they're going to attack this, where they've got them holed up in this cabin. Yeah, it's uh, full-on war against the Smiths. At yeah, the it's, cabin. It, yeah, it's a good one. It's a so very no, good no fuzzy feelings in this one. Well, it, that's, the, that's the irony of it. The fuzzy feeling is the, the family comes together to stop Santa. That's the Christmas <laughs> um, yeah. family together is to, is to kill Santa, which is crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's nice. It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. It's a good choice. Another good choice. That sounds fun. I got to check that one out. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it alone. My, my, my wife will get very depressed if <laughs> <laughs> they see them hunting Santa down. Oh, no, no. That's oh, no, no. They not. don't hunt Santa. Santa hunts them. Santa's hunting them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good one. Good choice. Very nice. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's move on. Clifton, you got, you got a second one? Yeah. So, my next one, another animated one, but not in the same time period. This one's from right around 2001. This is from this cartoon series, X-Men Evolution. Mm, okay. Ah, you took mine. Ah, well, you, can, you can chime in on this one. You can chime ah, in on yeah. this one. Take that. It's from season two. Is it episode nine? Does that sound right? I don't have the episode number in my notes, but yeah, it's, it's, it's midpoint. It is called On Angel's Wings. And the premise of the episode is that, uh, I mean, I don't know how many people watch X-Men Evolution. It was another X-Men series. This one where centered around everybody being teenagers and at the Academy at Xavier's Institute. Yes, I remember that one, yes. Yeah, yeah. it was a show. I liked it actually quite a bit. I thought it was pretty well done. I agree. But in this episode, it takes place around the Christmas, Christmas time and all of the students have gone home except for Rogue and Scott who didn't have the family to go home to like the rest of them did. And so it's them staying at the mansion with Professor X and, and Beast. And it comes up that there's a possible new mutant where people have been seeing an angel around New York City. And so they go out to, to try to track down this purported angel under the suspicion that it is a mutant and that they want to help. And uh, so that's the premise of it. And it is that show's introduction of Warren Worthington, the angel character. Mm. And I just thought it was a really well done episode. There's a lot of character stuff in the episode between Rogue and, and Cyclops and Scott that had been going on through season one, where uh, yeah. I mean, if you watch the show, like she had, she clearly had feelings for him. Mm -hmm. And he was always kind of with Gene, but I liked their relationship because he was the only one that first showed trust and kindness towards her. So there's always like a, like a affection between them on the show. And it is like, she's excited because she gets to spend Christmas with Scott. Yeah. And, and that's why she kind of volunteers them to go into the city to, to find angel. But while they're in there, like they're just trying to have some Christmas fun and like go shopping and stuff. And, and it does like, there's always an aspect of angel early on where that isn't always shown in the comics in his appearance where he was always he, like, he was reticent at first about his powers. Like he didn't know if he was cursed or blessed because like you think, you know, wings are great, but it can also be like now, like I'm a freak cause I have these giant wings. And so they play up that a little bit. Like he doesn't know which way to go 
but keeps seeing people in need. And so he just jumps in to help them because that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, Magneto is also seeking him out to try to get him to join up with his side to be like the, you know, humans will never understand you. Like, come join us and we'll show them. Yeah. But yeah, it's just another one. It's it's set at Christmas. There's lots of stuff about, you know, people believing in angels because they're seeing them. And even Cyclops is like, what if it's not a mutant? Like, what if he's actually an angel? Like, I've seen hmm. some crazy things. Right. And and like, I liked it a lot for that. It's just, yeah. it was a very sincere episode. And it looks great. Like, there's snowfall in New York scenes and, and they're, they're beautiful looking. It was just a very different show for that series. Nice. It gets a lot done. Like, I mean, if it sounds like a lot, I mean, it's because, I mean, it's a tight episode. It's a yeah. really tight episode. And, you know, and then there's moments where, where, you know, Magneto, which was a big thrust of the early part of the show, was like Xavier, like, you know, bringing people to the school, but Magneto recruiting people for the Brotherhood. Right. You know, and, and stuff like that. So, so this, this plays very much with that. And so, yeah. And then there's, there's the moments where Magneto is, is sort of egging Angel on, like they'll never trust you. They'll never accept you. And, and I'm just like, I'm stunned at how much I just rewatched this one and, and mm. like how much they got in. And, and yeah, I agree with you, Clifton. Like, like Rogue is like maybe my favorite X-Men character mm-hmm. ever. And, and I think X-Men Evolution is maybe one of my favorite outings of the character right yeah i like her a lot of that too yeah it's it's a really underrated show but i think what's neat is is early on like scott and gene is very much in play Mm. and rogue like being attracted to scott and having a crush on him and like those characters have chemistry together which is really interesting and it's just and and it's just sort of fun because in the early part of the episodes you see gene like kind of seeing that rogue's into him and right. she's getting kind of jealous. Yeah. And it's just like, we don't see that often. And it's so cool to see Gene, like, be jealous of somebody, <laughs> you mm. know, instead of Scott being the Gene. <laughs> yeah, she keeps giving her the side eye while she's heading yeah. out for the holidays. But it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a small episode for, for Magneto, which is cool, too, right? Because he's normally such a big, bad season finale, you know, and, and, and I like that he's just you know, trying to bring somebody onto his, onto his side in this while still being everything that you expect Magneto to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I've never, I've never, I mean, I've only watched episodes here and there of evolution, but it sounds like they, they, they do a good job of adapting. Cause originally when angel first appears or like first appears, it's kind of like, it's kind of hinted that he was doing stuff before he goes to the school. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like you said, like in the episode where he's kind of helping people out. Right. And like in early on, like there's shots of like with, with that Kirby drew of him, like strapping down his wings when they would go out. Right. Because, yeah. because he was very much self-conscious of the fact that he, you know, like you said, he didn't really have, um, didn't really have a good take on whether he wanted, you know, he wanted to be like basically loud and proud about the fact that he was a mutant. So. Yeah. And they kind of show that in this, in this when he's wearing a trench coat a lot to hide yep. his wings when he's, uh, when he's okay. in around public. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it sounds great. It's yeah. a beautiful episode, and there, there's like a melancholy to it a little bit too, which which I think works. Like there's a loneliness that you feel with him, I think, and I, you know, and I like any time a show's like you know can adjust the tone and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, did a lot, did a whole lot, you know. And this one's on Disney Plus now. The whole series is on Disney Plus, but this yeah. episode it is season two, episode nine. Yeah. 
Great episode. Great, great episode. And it's written by Boyd Kirkland, directed by Frank Parr. Nice. Yeah. And they were both producers of the show, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think, I think they were the showrunners of it as well. So, yeah. So I'll find another number two. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. So, Frank, what's yours? All right. So, you know, everyone just figured I'd have at least one community episode on for Christmas. And you're not wrong. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going with, uh, from season three, episode 10 regional holiday music. Of course. That was a good one. It is a great one. I was thinking mm-hmm. about the obvious uncontrollable Christmas and I like that one a whole lot, but I don't like it as much as I like regional holiday music. Um, throughout the early seasons of, um, of, of community, they would occasionally take shots at the show Glee, even much so much so that in one of the episodes that, the, that it's their, like their fake clip show, um, they talk about the fact that that the um, they had to fill in for the Glee Club because the entire Glee Club died in a bus accident. <laughs> so so they were having to fill in. So basically, this sort of fulfills that that because the clip show doesn't really have clips of things that happened. It's clips of stuff that we never saw before. So anyway, in this episode, it starts off with um, Mr. Rad, who is the Glee, you know, is their Glee Club at, at the community college. They they basically think they're going to sh- the, the the study group thinks they're going to shut down the Glee Club that's there by basically calling it ASCAP because they're playing copper they're singing copyrighted songs um, they're doing all these mashups <laughs> and they're they're just tired of it happening so they do this and then Mr. Rad tries to recruit them through like this indoctrination to be part of the Glee Club and it has it's it's kind of a musical episode because they have it's 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 basically a, a, a full on parody of the of any given episode of Glee were they trying to get to regionals every and that's the other thing is they mentioned all the fact that at one point like um uh. Chevy Chase character Pierce is like, what the hell is regionals? I don't know. What, you know like, I don't know what that is. But it starts off with he 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 recruits Abed and then he um Abed in turn recruits Troy. But like when he recruits Troy, because Troy is a Jehovah's Witness and they don't celebrate Christmas, he basically Abed convinces him to join the Glee Club by basically convincing Troy that he'd be like an undercover agent trying to infiltrate infiltrate Christmas. <laughs> and he, you know it, that that that's the song that they sing, and then they recruit uh, Pierce, who's Chevy Chase's character about this he almost does like this um we didn't start the fire song about what all the stuff all the stuff that they should be thanking him for that he's basically been a part of which really is like his generation was it's kind of like it's a baby boomer santa is what it's called <laughs> where basically play upon his, his narcissism to get him to, to, to do to basically join the, the the glee club um annie annie has this teach me how to understand christmas song which is basically santa baby okay. which she's kind of and then that's how they get jeff is through annie and by right. the end they've Basically, oh, and the, the last one is um, they uh, they get Shirley by having a group of kids sing "Happy Birthday to Jesus" and that reels her in. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like by the end, they're all indoctrinated except for Britta, and then Britta kind of has to figure out a way how to you know basically have to stop this kind of like Stepford Wives situation that they've all gotten into. But I love it because, like I said, it's it's a fun like musical episode. It's a fun you know it's a good it's a good uh, you know good t- good shot at Glee, which you know there's nothing wrong with Glee if you like Glee, but at the same time. You know, sometimes Glee got to be too much even for me, and I liked Glee when it started. So, right, yeah, I love this one. I love this episode. I think it's a great episode for a community. It's written by um, Steve. I think it's Basil. I don't know if it's or Basilone and Annie Mebane, and it's it's directed by Tristan Shapiro, who directed a bunch of episodes for Community. Never seen this one, but yeah. it sounds cool. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's a good one. It sounds cool. Yeah, it's a fun one. Okay. I did see the one that was the stop motion like Christmas special one. Right. Right. I remember that one. That was that was a cool one. Like like I I I went out of my way to see that one. 
it's good i like i, remember, I like yeah. that one too i even like the story i like everybody you know i've like it everything in it i just that one to me doesn't i don't and it feels very much like it was done to do the stop motion yeah oh yeah it's gimmicky yeah that's my only <laughs> thing about it i like it a whole lot come yeah. at me I'm, I'm a community fan from the beginning but practically so come at me if you want to come at me at, right. what's the what's the email address Clifton? Uh, email at <laughs> let me know how it is dot com Right. Go ahead and fill it up because, uh, you know, I'll defend, I'll defend my decision over Robin's Uncontrollable Christmas. I just feel like it, I like the episode a lot. I like moments in it very much, but I do feel like it was done with the idea of like, we have to do a stop motion episode. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like the one that you picked actually for your list is it like has a little more sincerity yeah. to it oh, than, yeah. than now. Yeah. So just cool. All right. Okay. So I, uh, I thought I'm, I thought I was going to be the only one with like a ton of animation on their list. So, um, <laughs> I'm actually surprised by a lot of your guys' picks, so uh, so I'm going to try and go with a live action one here to, to to throw some more out there. So, um, this is a Family Matters episode. <laughs> I'm good. Sure, they did a lot of Christmas episodes. I mean, and f- it's almost every season. There's one, almost not quite, but there's a lot, and a lot okay. of them are good. But this is my favorite one. So this one is called uh, Christmas is Where the Heart Is. It's from season five, episode 11. And this one basically, uh, uh, it's one of the many times where, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, Urkel does something clumsy. And mm-hmm. what? Carl, Carl's <laughs> gift that he was he, like the music box he was buying for, for Harriet, his wife gets broken. And so oh, they no. have to go out on Christmas Eve to get a replacement for it. And then right. there's a snowstorm and they're taking the train back. And of course, Carl, the whole time is like, you know, Christmas, bah humbug. And uh, it brings out the worst of people. And they're on the train during a snowstorm and the train stops on the rails and everybody's stuck in there until they can kind of clear the tracks. Right. And everybody on the train is just, you know, pissed off and upset. And, and of course, and Steve is trying to like bring in Christmas spirit to everybody. And, you know, he's getting on everybody's nerves and. I won't say whether or not he brings everyone around, but he brings everyone around. <laughs> and uh, it's just Spoiler. like, I, I, I yeah, I, I say this without an ounce of, of hubris or, or irony to it. Like I, this, this episode makes me feel great inside. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely love this one. I don't think I've ever seen that one. You probably have. You just haven't remembered. Ah, I yes, blocked it out. Fondly, yes. <laughs> I'm sure I watched it yes. when it was on. But I do right. not recall it. Pretty right. certain that you've seen it if you watch Family Man. Okay. Well, it's on my DVR, so I can watch it anytime I <laughs> oh, want. Wow. And I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I do a lot. Um, well, when you do your summer theater production of Family Matters, don't you do this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do. I do. Uh, I, I do like a montage of all of them. Of, oh, wow! Of, it's beginning to look a lot like Urkel, and it ah. came upon a midnight clear, and yeah. I, I get all of them in there somehow. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I see. I got to get back to that once one time <laughs> next summer. No, it's a great one. I, I, I guess, it's, you know, family matters is a lot of really good ones. They really do. I love it. So, okay. So this is, so now we're coming around to, to the number one. So I'm curious, are you guys ranking yours on your list? Is, um, is, is like, is like number one, is this one like your favorite coming up or did you start off with your favorite or, or you just, you just went in whatever order. I'm curious. I'm not ranking them. Okay. Like I, I, I like them all equally. Yeah, I didn't rank them either. Okay. Did you rank yours? Uh, I did. Yeah. So this, okay. this next one's my is my absolute favorite. Okay. Yeah. Suspense. Tommy, what about you? Been created. Oh no, no, I have no, I have no um, 
ranked. <laughs> no, There's more along the lines of one that I finally remember. I have I have so many, so okay. many Christmas uh um episode stuff that I've seen live action. But this is most like with you. Most of that stuff I've done is animation stuff. Okay, yeah, no, I really thought I was gonna be alone on being like all animation. You know, <laughs> I, I I thought it was gonna be like a, a ton of live action stuff, but nope, looks like I was wrong. So okay, so what do you got? <laughs> okay. I was going to go with another Simpsons episode, which was going to be Marge Be Not Proud, which is a great episode in The Simpsons as far as Christmas. It's where Bart gets caught stealing. Oh, yeah. Okay. But the more memorable episode that I can remember is um, King of the Hill, Pretty Pretty Dresses, Season 3, Episode 9. This one is more dark than festive <laughs> because <laughs> it's, it's basically um, Bill reminisces about Christmas to him is is the anniversary of his breakup with his wife seven years ago. Mm. So he goes into a depression and the most of the episode is spent trying to keep him from killing himself. No, that's right. Oh. <laughs> yes. But it just, it gets darker because instead of them dealing with his issues full on, they try to tell him to snap out of it because they know as soon as the day's done, he'll be fine. Right. It's even to a point that the presence he gets Lenore um, are still there under the tree, and you can see the wrapping paper is faded. Yes. Um. <laughs> so he's it's like he's expecting to come back even after seven years. So it gets even more depressing. He ends up even getting an iguana that he calls Lenore to finally remember. <laughs> but the tipping point in the episode is after um Hank goes to his house and smashes up the gifts in order to make him snap out of it. Bill responds by dressing up as Lenore <laughs> and killing right. himself inside. <laughs> and he does this and it's it's just it's instead of it being funny, it's the saddest thing you can imagine. But that yeah, that's 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 to me it's it, it made me cringe watching it, but it's so memorable. It's not like any other Christmas themed anything I've ever seen. But it's just as memorable because it, it, it brings attention to the fact that people do get depressed during Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the one the, where there's another poor Bill. I, yeah. love, Bill, I love Bill <laughs> Dotrieff. He's so sad. Uh, played by uh, or voiced by Stephen Root. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But I thought you were going to bring up the one where Bill is the Santa, is Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Side note. I, yeah, no, but that's more Christmassy in my opinion. This one is yeah. just this. Wow. It's just like, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's it's it's typical Bill where Bill finds something that gives him joy, so therefore he he basically runs it to the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well after yeah. his Christmas, he still has a suit on and he's acting like he's uh Santa. He doesn't yeah. let it go. No. Yeah. There's there's almost like a subgenre of of these kind of episodes where where people, you know, the the mentality I think is the thought could be that Christmas episodes can sometimes be a bit hokey and a bit uh you know and and so I feel like a lot of shows try to do like let's go the other way with it <laughs> you know oh, no, this definitely goes the other way with it and and oddly I like that stuff too like it's 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 fun it's fun to um to kind of see like I don't want to say like a more realistic take but a, but a, a take where you can kind of see the you know the loneliness of of the of the time also mm -hmm. that that Definitely. comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can catch this episode on Hulu with um, Family Matters. As far as yeah, I was listening to um a writers panel with um 
uh, Shane Black. And mm. somebody, you know, asked, he was like, you know, we, we have to ask the question, like, why do you set all your stuff in Christmas? Mm-hmm. And he actually had like a really, really nice quote that, that, you know, I've kind of applied to the holiday, like always now. And he's and he was, he's like, there's just something beautiful about the holiday. Like, like even people that celebrate like in the smallest possible way, like, you know, he, he's like, I would see food trucks and food carts in LA and they would have like just little lights set up like, like, you know, in a little tree in the window and stuff like that. And he's like, it, you know, and I just love that, that people put it out there that way, but it's also a time of like almost heightened emotion. where like, you know, if you're lonely, you're a little bit more lonely at Christmas time. And if you're happy, you're a little right. bit happier at Christmas time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's neat. Yeah. It's very good. He does put it in a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's a good, that's a good choice, Tommy. It's, it's a dark one, but it's a good choice. Oh yeah. It's memorable. <laughs> if nothing else, you will remember no, no, that episode. You, yeah. As soon as you said, I was like, Oh, I was hoping it was the other one, but no, that's a good one. <laughs> Nah, nah. Went for the went for the deep dark depression. <laughs> I'm checking this one out. This one actually sounds kind of cool. So I've never seen this one. Yeah, watch with the sun up though, man. <laughs> All right, Clifton, what's your number one? Not, in, but uh, you know, not your favorite, just in any order. But your first pick, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Some of the ones I had prepared have already been taken, so mm. I'm going to change <laughs> my pick to to a more uh, like honorable mentions. And I'm just going all in on the cartoon ones oh, here. Oh, good. <laughs> because, like, I mean, there's a long history of them, starting with, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas, always a classic, mm-hmm. through The Simpsons, a classic. But, like, there was a time, like it was mentioned in the 80s, where they would do Christmas episodes for literally anything. Anything that was popular in pop culture or a cartoon that was even semi-successful would get one. So I'm just going to run down some of the Stranger Things that had them. Okay. Like... Christmas comes to Pac-Land, oh. which was a cartoon based on Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember this one. If anybody remembers <laughs> yeah, this, it's so bizarre. Yes. I remember this one. But yeah, so Santa apparently exists even in Pac-Land, mm. in the land of, of Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jr., and the ghosts mm. in, in that world. They've got oh. Santa. Clifton, don't forget that dog. What's the dog's name? Chomp Chomp. Oh, what was the dog? Chomp Chomp. Chomp Chomp. That's a blast from the past. Yes. I could not remember that one. <laughs> But we also had the the He Man and Shira Christmas special because Christmas exi- exists on Eternia, <laughs> right? Sure, and, and Etheria, I guess, because that's where Shira lives. Uh, they had an hour special. Uh-huh. I remember that, and like all the comic strips used to get specials, even if they didn't have shows. Like Ziggy had a Christmas, oh. which I guess was trying. They figured, you know, oh, wow. Peanuts was successful with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there used to be a comic strip called BC. I don't think it runs anymore. I don't know how long it's been <laughs> since it ran. They had a Christmas special, which I always thought was funny because, like, it, it stands for Before Christ, yes. obviously. Yes. It's about, like, a little caveman comic strip, so <laughs> that was always a fun choice. Uh, yeah, those are just some of the, the ones that... <laughs> Garfield had one, right? Uh, Garfield, yeah, yeah. Garfield probably had several, wow. if I remember right. Was there... Ever- like, some of them just feel like fever, weird fever dreams that I barely remember <laughs> vaguely, but they existed. What? What else was on your list though that got that got taken though? I'm curious. Simpsons. Oh, okay. Uh, Simpsons one. All right. Yeah. I was like, was it mine? Was it Powerpuff Girls? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Was it Family Matters? Powerpuff Girls, but that is a great one. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of good ones there. A lot of yeah. There's so many of them in the '80s. I thought you were going to say the GI Joe one also. (laughs) Yeah, I mean the GI Joe is a good one too. Uh, What was that? Christmas Claws are coming to town. (laughs) 
that's a fun one because I remember that, 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 that there's somehow a scenario where the Joes are driving Cobra vehicles and the Cobra guys are driving the Joe vehicles and they're fighting each other. And I, and, and I always thought that was neat <laughs> as a kid. Right. Yeah. Did they reverse the laser colors though, so you'd know who was who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Red and blue. Yeah, yes. I forgot about that. They yeah. might have actually. It didn't really yeah. matter because they all all the shots ended up in the dirt anyway. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll just everybody hit. jumps out of the planes just in time. Yeah, yeah. parachutes. Or parachutes. Out every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Frank, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go a little more. Uh, this is one of those choices where I was like, when I was trying to think of these things, I was thinking of one that was a little more warm and fuzzy. And it, okay. this one gets me, it gets me every time I watch it, which is the um, Extras Christmas special. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> really? The Ricky Gervais wow. show? Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He nails Christmas, though, because he does it on the British office, yeah, too. Yeah, the office yes. one is great. And I thought about that one for a moment. But I, I, to me, Extras is, is, one of the, is the one that, you know, I love the, the, the British office, but the, the Christmas special for Extras is really, really good. Basically, it's um, his character has, has finally gotten to a point where he's got to a level of success and fame. But he's still not really happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, he's he's doing uh, when the whistle blows, you know the 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 the, the sitcom. He, he always wanted to do like higher brow stuff, and it was one of those things where when he does whistle blows, it's a successful sitcom, and he has a catchphrase, but it still isn't. He's still not, you know, typical him. He's not happy. And at one point, it finally comes to a head where he's like sees a doll of his character that has all like you pull the string and it has all the catchphrases. You know, are you having a laugh? You know that whole bit. <laughs> um, and he's not happy and he decides that he basically wants to, to make a change. So he fires um, Stephen Merchant, Darren Lamb, his, his longtime um, uh, bumbling, not really good agent, to, to basically put, focus more on, on more, like, again, more highbrow stuff because he sees that the guy that he's been competing with when he was next to is in a Clive Owen movie. Yeah. So he basically decides at that point he's going he's gonna to move on from this, this small stuff that, that's made him rich. Like, he's finally, like, he's not, he's not scraping by. He's not doing extras work anymore. But... As a result of choosing this 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 path of trying to do highbrow stuff and, and fame, when he gets his new agent, he sort of has Maggie pushed to the side. And, and you know, if you've ever watched extras, along with all the cringy stuff that happens to him as a character, you know, the mainstay is he and Maggie are like you know are together in all of this. Yeah, she's like his longtime faithful friend. Right, they're both yeah. It's been there for everything for him. Right, all the stuff that he's gone through, all the time, basically through every humiliation. Even though she's like, you know, even when she plays a part in it, not knowing because she's kind of like. You know, she's ditzy to the point of like wise. What I love about Maggie's character, she's very, right. you know, she's a very smart character at the same time, really clueless a lot of the time. But it's, you know, she, as a result, she, she ends up deciding that she wants to quit her, you know, where she's at in her life too. But her doesn't, her life doesn't go as well. And she has to like, like a, a cleaning woman's job and she loses her flat and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, so basically it comes down to at one point that, you know, um, his character Andy is basically ends up Andy Melman ends up being on their their version of Big Brother over in Britain. Yeah, and he has a moment where and this is one thing I love about Gervais is Gervais will just like you know put his character or characters through the ringer, and then you know you'll get used to that you get used to it, and then when he hits you with that emotional punch, it's hard. It hits hard. The the the, the speech that he gives at the end always gets me because it's one of those things where you know he finally realizes that that it doesn't like. All the stuff he's been trying to accomplish doesn't matter, and that he's basically, you know, misplaced Maggie and all this, and that he basically wants to, you know, go pick her up and just go hang out and do goof around and do stuff that they've done when he didn't have any money, and that's what mattered to him. So, I love it. Yeah. It's a great Christmas episode. Was like it, said, what was that? What was that line? Would you rather be a a, a bird with no wings, or no, can't fly like a penguin, or a flying fish? Is what she asking? <laughs> he says. He says at the end of it, it says I've got the speech here. He said the. Um, 
I'll never be happy because I'll never be famous enough. And they were right. And if you watch this, I'm so sorry. You're my best friend. You're my only friend. And you never did anything wrong. I, it was everything else. I'll never do that again. I'll never treat you like that again. It's eating me up. You asked me a stupid question once and I could have answered it. And I didn't because I was, I'll answer it now. I'd be the penguin because I could eat the flying fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Why doesn't the fish fly away? Well, they can't really fly. They sort of glide and flap. They should be called glady flappy fish. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and the thing about it is like when he's on, like when he's in this, this down, this down moment of like being on Big Brother and he's again, not where he wants to be because he makes this honest, like he has this open, honest speech that he gives to the camera basically to her. Like on a live broadcast right. of Big Brother. Right. Mm -hmm. During the live broadcast, everyone cut like swarms him to be like, to basically like, oh my God, we've overlooked you all this time as just being this goofy comedic actor. You obviously have this depth and this range. We want to put you in more important things. And he doesn't like, again, he finally makes the right choice. And well, you know. I don't want to, I mean, it's, I pretty much told the whole episode, but I don't want to spoil it for you. But it's, it, again, it's just really well written. It gets me every time I watch it. Yeah, it's a good one. It sounds awesome. I've never heard you talk about this episode, though, interestingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> really? I thought, yeah. it's also, doesn't it, I, I forget, Tyler, doesn't it have the bit, and, you know, it has the, uh, the moment where he runs into Bunny, if you know anything about, about yeah, yeah. who runs into Bunny <laughs> yumba, in the park. Yumba. <laughs> yes, Yumba, Yumba, Yumba Bunny. He runs into, that he runs, I remember. He, he, run, <laughs> he runs into Bunny in the park. Mm -hmm. Who you know in, in in an earlier episode, there's a point where Maggie sort of befriends this girl who has this, this father bunny who is over the top um, effeminate and it, it doesn't does I guess isn't out that he's gay, but after that point he is. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those things where he runs into like the, the late George Michael and Bunny in the park and is yeah, afraid yeah. that <laughs> and is yeah. afraid that, that yes. people are going to think that you know they're going to think that, that he's he's in that scene of like cruising the park. He's like I have nothing to do with this, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a really really good Christmas episode. It's a really good episode of extras as well. So that sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds it's cool. A good one. Yeah. Okay, so my absolute favorite because I was ranking mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so it beat out all the rest. You guys yes. can guess what it is. So it's Holiday Nights from Batman the Animated Series, the the, the okay. last season, the new Batman Adventures. I'm air quoting. You guys can't see it. The new Batman Adventures. Stuff I just call it Batman the Animated. I almost series. went with this, but I didn't. No, <laughs> oh, really? Here. I'm happy yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, but no, you I... could, uh, but chime in by all means. I love oh, this one. Sure, I absolutely love this one. So this this one th this came out in '97. So this is the era for me where I was like I was feverishly like trying to figure out everything I could about Batman the Animated Series, right? <laughs> right. Um, and I was super excited for it to come back. And this is the first episode that they aired when it was coming back on Kids, Kids WB. Right. Interestingly, in September, this came out, <laughs> right? <laughs> this premiered in September. Um, and I remember I was, I was super excited about it. And I was, I was recording all the episodes at the time. And I watched it with my mom. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it was, right. it, it's kind of a funny weird story we had plans to go to my aunt's house that night for dinner and and i was like getting sick like mm. as the day went on and so i ended up staying home alone right like homesick but i ended up watching this episode like like three times that day i thought you were gonna <laughs> say the wet bandits hit then oh no <laughs> i mean this episode for some reason puts me in the spirit it's a good one i i, I don't know why it just does i watch this every year yeah, you know this sure. is like you know we don't have Christmas traditions, but this is this is one that I have for myself. Right? No, it's it's again it's one of those episodes where they do it. This is one of the, the three parter, right? It's a three part episode. 
Yeah, yeah, the three segment episode. Three yeah. chapters, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so each each segment is a different day leading up to mm-hmm. not leading up to Christmas because the, the final chapter is, is um uh, New Year's, New Year's Eve. Right. But um yeah, but so yeah, you, you have you have the Harley and Ivy mm-hmm. um shopping spree bit from the first <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> from the first chapter, right, which right. is really, really awesome. You know, and then the second the second chapter in, in the episode is the Batgirl one where she's shopping for her dad and then you know, Clayface is at the mall like pulling pulling a heist, and you get Detective Bullock undercover as Santa. It's hard to beat that right? one. Right? Because they're trying to find they're trying to find the person that's been has been doing like all these shopliftings, these wave of shoplifts. It's like Montoya and Elf in that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. But this one has this one has like an oh my god mode because I remember the New Year's ep- like segment, like Batman gets shot. Yeah, he does. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those moments of wow, no one takes a bullet quite like Batman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a good, it's a good it's a good shock bit where they're like, oh, especially the fact that it ran on, like you said, where it ran. Yeah. I remember that I had that and then it, like they put out did they did they put out the the the, the adaptation, the comic one around the same time? No, that, that came out a couple of years before. Did it? Okay, is that what it yeah. was? Okay. I so could remember story, the order. The story so. for that one is because so when Batman was coming back, they were working on Superman at the same time. Ah. And they were a little nervous about like, are we going to have enough story to come up with? So they were kind of looking at stuff that was already kind of written in a few instances. So this is why like Mad Love became an episode, mm. right? And so Holiday Nights is is the um uh Batman Adventures holiday special that they did, I think in like 92 or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't Which, remember. I knew, I knew yeah. one. I knew either way. It's a really good. They're both one's a really good adaptation of the other. I couldn't remember which way it was. Yeah, but there, there's a there's a cut scene that's in the comic that they that they had to cut for time in the show. So it didn't get it didn't make the show. the 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 comic had another segment with mm. Mister Freeze. Okay, that was that was Christmas Eve. So they kind of shifted the dates in in the comic uh, right. for for the episode. Sorry, from the comic, right? Because. In the show, it's Christmas Eve is the Batgirl part, but in the comic, Christmas Eve is Mr. Freeze. And basically, the idea there is, I, I wish it was animated so badly, but Mr. Freeze breaks out of Arkham mm-hmm. and is assembling, you know, stuff to freeze Gotham City. And Batman thinks it's this nefarious plot and all this other stuff. And he's trying to track down Freeze. And basically, he finds out that Freeze is like, no, like, um, I was, I was asking the the wardens over there at the uh, the guards at arkham every day about like what the weather report was going to be and he was like nora loved christmas she loved you know she loved to work the snow on christmas she loved white christmases and mm-hmm. it wasn't going to snow this year and i was heartbroken about it so i went out and i'm trying to make it snow <laughs> right and and i like i really really love that angle to it i think it's i think it's such an awesome little bit and i wish they had time for it but yeah it's a good one but the time they do have is is the is the little epilogue bit with batman and gordon oh i love that bit right where like every year on new year's they meet up in, in a coffee shop and mm-hmm. they sit and you know yeah. have a cup together i love this i do too i love this right write this in comics more yeah, no, I, it's one of my like one of my favorite Batman Gordon moments ever. Is that bit? Yeah, yeah, I love that one. Oh my god, I love this episode so much. <laughs> oh, I'm getting fuzzy, getting fuzzy <laughs> thinking about it. Um, so yeah, so all right, so I'm thinking so to cool down. Let's name a show that didn't have a Christmas episode that we would like desperately want one for. Does that sound cool? Sure. 
All right. But uh, first, some reminders to please, however you're finding us, give us a like and leave us a review, as well as please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Don't forget, you can suggest a topic for the show. If there's something you want to hear Frank, Tommy, Clifton, and myself talk about, tell us what it is in the comments. Uh, all right. So which show do we want a Christmas episode that never got one? Clifton, you have one? I don't have a specific show, but like I, I like I want to see more Christmas and horror crossover. So mm. like if Walking Dead or, or any of the zombie shows do a Christmas episode, I, I haven't seen him. Uh, if they have. That's what I want. So if they've done them, let me know because I want to watch it. If not, make them because I want to see like a zombie mall Santa. Okay. Well, they have. It's funny. I mean, they had in the, in the comic. They have a moment where they they end up in like a, a housing community, um, that's snowed over. Okay. And they don't realize the fact that like it's like the, the snow is blown up against the gate. Right. Someone has written like you know don't go in. There's the debt. You know the debtor here or whatever. Right. And then it's obviously it's too late by the time they realize and they have to get out. But because they were doing it the the show in Georgia. Oh, in, yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. midst of it being like 9,000 degrees outside, they just couldn't find a way to make it happen. I think they talked <laughs> right. about it, like trying to, they thought about it a couple of times when they finally moved from there to like, for, like when they go to Virginia, when they go to that part, but they still never got around to really doing a Christmas episode. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what I want. Christmas zombies. Sure. I have, I have one. Okay. The wire. <laughs> I'd okay. love for them to show me a Christmas episode on the wire. Do we not get one? If we did, I can't think of it. I'm trying to think. See? <laughs> I can't Well, remember. I mean, you know, I'm thinking, because again, you guys were, you know, guys were messing with me earlier about shows that I love and you were like, Homicide. I'm like, I know there's Christmas Homicide episodes. Oh, I know yeah, that. Tears your right. heart, man. Yeah. That's all, <laughs> yeah. What doesn't on that show? But yes. yeah, yeah, I, I can't, but I can't believe in a David Simon show that a lot of people that were from the, like from his earlier work, like, you know, Homicide and other stuff like The Corner and stuff like that wouldn't have made a wire at Christmas episode or one that Not, takes place at Christmas. It would have, and to me it would have stood out because it would have been Christmas. Sure. There is no, well, it, there would, is be, it would have been interesting to see what happens on the corner when Christmas occurs, if there's any kind of, you know, see, so it needed know. a Christmas. Episode. Sure. I mean, cause again, we, like I said, we, we see it. It's, it's a, it's a particular heavily heavy day. I know. Cause again, if, if you're unfamiliar with the other David Simon stuff, you've only watched the wire. When David Simon did his first book, Homicide Life on the Street, he did as a series, and then he did the corner as a miniseries on HBO. Um, I know in Homicide, there's a point where it's a particularly heavy day in, in the Homicide unit, and then it snows, and like everybody that's sort of like had this awful day goes out, and they're, they're basically like kids in the snow in Baltimore when, when the episode ends. But I don't know. I can't, I'm racking my brain now to think of like, there had to be one for The Wire. I just can't remember <laughs> what it was. But you got a little extra one there with homicide in, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not my choice, but I mean, yeah, that would have been my that would have been one that was that would have made my list if I'd have done more research. But I remember the episode pretty well. So, but no, I do have one. I've got one too. Okay. Um, I and Tommy, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. Was there ever a justified Christmas episode? I believe so. Was there? I can't yeah, remember. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. To think. I, <laughs> I was still on my level. Yeah. As far as crime field episode, <laughs> yeah, I was. I would just think. I was just again. It was one of those things of like I. I was trying to think about what you know, what the what what. I'm trying to think. Was there decorations in the office? Did did Art yes. say anything? Okay, well, I don't remember. So, yes, there was a justified. Episode. All right, well, I guess hmm. I guess over break a justified rewatch is in my list because yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't recall I it. Real quick, I think I was wrong, Frank. That was not what I thought it was. I think oh? you're right with justified. There was no Christmas episode. Ah, there you go. Yeah, sorry about that. 
that's okay. I, I, you know, I won't be upset, but no, that's what, you know, that, that's my choice. So, okay. All good choices. Okay. So I have one, so, but I, I can't believe I forgot this. So I do have an honorable mention that I just want to, uh, I just want to throw out there. Um, this is for our friends in the UK. Spectacular Spider-Man is now on Netflix. Mm. So if you haven't checked it out already, please check it out. It's an awesome show. Yes. Um, but there's a really fun Christmas episode called reinforcement in season two. I think it's the third episode. So, um, yeah, check it out, please. Um, mine's boring. You could guess what mine's going to be. Superman, the animated series never did one. Mm, I thought they did. <laughs> no. So they did do a Justice League one. They did a really good one on Justice yeah. League in season two. Um, I was surprised that we didn't get to that. I, I, that was on my list, too. It was comfort and joy. And oh, I'm yeah. We didn't get to it. No, I, 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 I my list is long, y'all. Okay. I, I could <laughs> I could do three hours on this. We could easily come back to this next year. Um, I love the comfort and joy Justice League episode. And you do get some awesome Superman bits in that episode. Mm-hmm. But I, I would like to see an actual Superman centric one because one is we never got to see weather all that much in Metropolis in that show. And I really mm-hmm. love the backgrounds that I thought just seeing like snow right in there would be really, really neat. But we never got to see like, I just feel like that there's so much to play with as far as like, Christmas with Superman and Lois and we can see what Jimmy's doing and we can see what Perry's doing and you can you know Paul Dini's really good at doing like these three segmented episodes like he does a bunch of these like the Holiday Nights ones and Mm -hmm. the Justice League one is kind of like that so you know there's all kinds of fun to be had with Superman I I thought Um, I always I always like the idea of like a Toy Man episode Right. Where like Toy Man has got like the hot toy that he's trying to get in everybody's house that is part of his scheme. And so you get Superman has to like literally do the Santa bit and fly to every house on Christmas <laughs> right. Eve and switch the toy out with, with a non-lethal, a non-lethal yeah. one or what. I think this is actually done as a comic af- huh. after I <laughs> possibly <laughs> um, that so I didn't know one. about that. But I think I found out like maybe I think the Silver Age might have had a story like this or something. <laughs> but so do that one. That sounds rude. Yeah. So. Ah, I would absolutely love for a Superman animated one, but a lot of good ones, though. Like I said, I got a runoff list. All right, so we'll be sure to post the list of all the episodes we discussed and where you can stream them on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com, where we also post links and examples to everything we talk about. While you're there, tell us which of our picks was your favorite Christmas episode in the comments, or if we left out your favorite, tell us which one that is, because we'd love to check them out. Remember to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LetMeKnowHowItIs. Follow us on Twitter at our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and a safe and Merry Christmas, if that's what you celebrate. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.